I'm Kate. I'm from England. I have four children, an elder son and triplets, two boys and a girl. I've lived in three countries and gave birth to my triplets while living in Hong Kong 18 years ago. Hi, and I'm Carola. I'm from Scotland. I have three children, an older daughter and twin boys, and gave birth to them all here in Belgium. We have 33 years of parenting between us, seven children and experience of five countries. We are here to take you from panic to peace, pregnancy to parenting, and together we, we are the Mighty, the mighty mothers. mothers. Hi, everybody. Hello. We're back. Um, we're going to talk about pregnancy a little bit more because it seemed to go on forever, did it not? <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> Some of us more longer than others. <laughs> Um, the last time we talked to you all was like the beginning of the pregnancy and what was going on in our lives as well. But this time we're going to concentrate a little bit more on the actual growing of the human beings inside us. (laughs) And I've just looked at uh, an old diary that I wrote that says two plates of shepherd's pie, a bowl of cereal, a Snickers bar and two rolls of sellotape later. I managed not to eat these. <laughs> I fall into bed full with all the presents wrapped up. Because it just got to that bit, didn't it? It was like, if anybody left any food lying around, you just went around hoovering it up just in case you didn't know when your next meal was going to come. Just like, I'll have that. Yeah. I'll eat that as well. God forbid anyone leaves anything on their plate. <laughs> no, no, not yet. Don't take it away. <laughs> uh, yes, I think that would be my one piece, one first piece of advice. Don't even give a hoot about the putting weight bit on. Just eat because you have to. Yeah. You've got to keep yourself going and grow these people. So too bad, just don't even think about that. Well, I, th- I seem to remember somewhere in a book, um, I think Neil had read it for me, that said up until 24 weeks, um, you just need to pile it on because it, it, yeah. it's more difficult to gain after that because the babies are taking up so much room. Yeah. Because I mean, you're growing all these organs and brains and everything. You, know? yeah. you need to just... Um, um, and the other thing I found was... Um, so I, I must have conceived November the 10th, I think we worked out, December the 23rd, so we're getting up to Christmas, I can't work out how many weeks that is at the moment, but I've written, uh, right, that's it, just been told I look very pregnant. I know you're supposed to show earlier with the second baby, but you're really showing, aren't you? You look like you're four months already. And of course, what do you say to that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. At, at three months, I'm sure I looked five months. I was having one less than you. And it just all felt a bit like an out of body experience, didn't it? It was just, mm-hmm. you know, because it just consumed everything, didn't it? I mean, not just the food, <laughs> but it consumed all your thoughts and. Yeah. And your space, quite literally, because you're getting bigger and getting ready equipment-wise. And, yeah, yeah, it's all consuming. It's, um, 
<laughs> yeah. And your time is not the same, which is quite good practice, actually, because you're at the hospital all the time. All the time having um, appointments. Can you remember how many you had? Because I, I can't remember the... Hospital visits? Yeah. Oh, not at all, but I was there a lot because every, I think every month you get a blood test. Yeah. And then, and you can go to, in Belgium. So in Belgium, you kind of choose your hospital and your gynecologist and all that kind of stuff. So where you ask that nice doctor parent to be yours. With Amelie, I'd done it like the British way and gone to the doctor and said, I'm pregnant. What happens now? And she said, well, you need to find a gynecologist, but I would recommend you choose which hospital you want to go to. Here's my recommendations. Go and visit, then get back to me and I'll recommend a gynecologist who works at that hospital because often they're affiliated to certain hospitals. So when I was pregnant with the twins, I did it the other way around because I wanted to have them at a different hospital, which was nearer to the house for Brian to walk there and um, near Amelie's school. So just for dropping off and all that kind of stuff. So I then asked a friend. practically already. Absolutely, absolutely. So friends had a gynecologist there, so I said, what's her name? And and that's how I I did it. Um, So you go to a clinic for blood tests, but you go to the hospital for these glucose drinks later on to check for gestational diabetes, and then you have to sit and wait for... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's oh, horrible. oh i can taste it now you said it oh it was it's horrible this, wasn't it this big thick thick drink yeah and then you have to wait and you're like mm. um but you weren't allowed to eat before that were you so you you got to the hospital hungry then had to drink this stuff and not throw it all up everywhere and then wait awful business yeah, yeah. it's um And scans, no, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but at one point, that's just, you know, they measure the leg and measure. And I always thought, how do you know you've got the correct baby? I think you've measured the same leg twice. Because mine measured the same size and the same weight all the way through. And I was like, that will be weird. And they, were, they weren't when they were born. They weren't the same weight. Um, and I think, I'm sure right at the end. Because there's, how do they tell? There's four legs in there. Um, and they said they were going to be big babies, as was my daughter, classed as a big baby here. Um, but one, I had to go for big, big scans at the big teaching hospital, San Luke, here in Brussels, um, because they, with a normal pregnancy, a single pregnancy, they would do a, an amniocentesis, hmm. which I did not to have with my daughter. And they don't do it with multiples because it's too high risk. Okay. So you have a million, well, here you have a million um, measurement scans. And it was... That was quite stressful because it was at a massive hospital and it was very, it felt very clinical. And it took ages because they measured the, they checked the heart chambers and measured the nose and the nuchal thing and mm. test for all these syndromes and what have you. And it was very reassuring at the end, but and was quite fascinating when you could see the chambers of the heart. And it's obviously a very expensive process because it's way, way more detailed than one you would get. And they offered then to do a 4D scan. What's that? The face. It's incredible. It's like, it's more than a 3D 
you can actually see the form of the face. And he said, well, I can't get a print out of that, I'm afraid. And I went, that's okay, because it's freaking me out. You kind of can see what your baby looks like. It was weird. Don't want that. Really, it was quite alien and bonkers. And at that point, I think that was about five months. And he said, I I think I know the sex of one of them. And at that point, we didn't want to know. And Brian said, and I went, actually, I think I might want to know. Brian said, well, you can find out if you want, but I'm covering my ears. And he was standing there going, la, 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 with his fingers in his ears so he couldn't hear. And I said, and his eyes tightly closed. Eventually, the doctor said, I think you should just go out and wait while I do this. So he said, he whispered just in case he was listening. One of them's a boy, but I can't tell with the other one. Um, and, uh, and at the time, I thought, oh, I hope it's a boy and a girl. Yeah. Turned out to be two boys, which we did find out later on. But... Um, I thought that might be better for my daughter, but anyway, it was it all worked out fine. Um, and for ages, I, I didn't tell him. I didn't tell it, and he said, I don't want to know for months. And eventually, and then at one point he said, actually, I think I want to know what they are. Oh. But I didn't I didn't tell him at all. I said, I won't tell you until you, until you want to know. Um, and that's the biggest one I remember. And then towards the end, it's every two weeks, and then she was like, I need to see you every week. Mm. Um, because I went on quite far, mm. obviously. It's certainly intense. Um, I I did have this lovely doctor looking after me for, um, I think he, he was the one that sort of checked in and he measured me and did the scan to check that I was okay, but I had to go to somewhere else to have the scans for the babies. So well, I don't um, think every, anyone ever scanned that I was okay. No, but I mean, he was sort of checking in with me as as the the pregnant lady. Okay. But the official scans, the okay. ones that you've just mentioned, all the measurements and the the fundal measurement and the femurs and the da 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 da, which yeah. I've got written down somewhere. Um, they they were at a different clinic with the lovely lady who'd asked me if I wanted to get rid of one. So I loved seeing her a lot. Oh, yeah, God. it was always a pleasure to see her. And uh, and I remember, like, because, you, you know, you're saying, have they got them the right way around? I remember quite early on them getting in their positions. So Ellen was at the bottom mm. and then the boys were next to each other at the top. One was upside down, one was the right way around. And I remember thinking, okay, well, Ellen's down there because we knew early on that it was a girl, two boys. Um, and then two nearest you. That's how I remembered it. So, um, yeah. So Gussie, Gussie was was nearest the scan lady. And did they move? Did they stay in that position? Yeah, they stayed there. Um, the, well, yeah, and 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 I don't mean of, did they shift position, but did they turn up the other way round or? No, they 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 just stayed there I and guess just it was less room. Huh? Yeah. Um, and, and one thing that happened was that um, through their measurements, it was clear that Jonah, number three, wasn't getting as much of everything as Gus was. And um, yeah. they, they, the doctors actually said, you need to lie on your other side after you've eaten and when you rest. Mm. And I couldn't work out how that would make a difference, but, you know, I did what they asked and I kept eating and kept eating and then he sort of caught up. But strangely or not, here they are at 18. Jonah is as thin as a stick, incredibly tall. And Gus is big and beefy. And and it's just been like that since the beginning. 
Yeah, yeah. Luke was the thinner one. He was on the right, and and it's it's the same. There was like half a kilo difference in them, but yeah. But mine moved about a lot, a lot, lot, lot. I mean, I would have to stand up in the evening and just stretch my arms up and lift my ribs up and make myself big so they could move around. I mean, they were oh crazy. Then that and that was nauseating too. Yeah, and you a couple of scans. The doctor said, "Wow, I can't believe that they've moved around." And I, she said, "Well, you must have felt that." And I said, "Well, I, do you mean I feel them every night? They move around all the time, and I'm sitting there watching the TV." And then I won, and that's a story for another one about that's right at the end about them moving around. But non-stop moving. And they haven't stopped since. They never sit still. No. Well, I think just... I remember putting a book on the top of my bump (laughs) and a glass of water on it because I just couldn't explain to Neil how much movement there was because you can't see it, can you? I mean, you could eventually, the bigger I got. You could eventually, yeah. There were feet coming out. You could see feet and bums. That's right, it's weird. Amazing. Um, (laughs) But I remember... Like, because it was always after dinner and then I'd go to sit down and it was like wriggle time then. It was just when I wanted to sit still, off they totally. went. And honestly, I kid you not, this glass of water, I didn't fill it up to the top. It was spilling out and I literally, <laughs> I just sat still and this water was just going pew, 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 <laughs> out of this glass. And that's when Neil finally sort of, Wow there are some wriggling things going on in there. And when I explained it to my parents, dad, classic, oh, it's like a bag of ferrets. A bag <laughs> of ferrets. I mean, who comes up with that? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, and I, I, I wrote down, I've got the, the measurements from week 18 up to the final week, which I won't reveal at this point. Yes, um, no. My tummy, right? Measurements of your... Measurements of me. Ah, wow. Right, so my arm, the top of my arm was 25 centimetres and remained so all the way through. My thigh was 56 centimetres. I didn't take that measurement, but... And remained the same all the way through. My tummy went from 96 (laughs) centimetres around to 124 around it's like what just crazy 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 you see I never got stomach measurements and I wouldn't have thought to do my arms or my thighs but I'm sure they didn't stay the same from a photograph that I found recently I thought they did but I'm sure they didn't (laughs) um yeah and what total weight did you put on again we'll not say how many months we both went to but how in total, uh, do you know? Well, uh, kilograms apparently is what people measure in these days. I started yeah, at is. 66 yeah. and I ended up at 94. Wow. Yeah. 66. Yeah, 28. I went from 60 to 85, 84. I put on 24 kilos. Wow. Um, but I put on about... 14 with my daughters, and I was expected to put on double. You know? so. Well, one of the funny things that um, 
I went into the hospital one time and uh, went in with my little jar of wee, you know. And uh, I've gone in. They, they, they tested the urine. <clears throat> urine, okay. And the, the doctor said to me, uh, you have three babies. Did you know? <laughs> Did I know at 14 weeks that I was pregnant with three? But yeah, I knew. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. And Neil, as calm as anything, and he could see, he could feel me, my hackles going. Because I'm thinking, I need some professionals around here because this is, <laughs> this is quite important. <laughs> and as we left, the hospital he said well they were a bit Sunday league weren't they and uh, it's just I remember roaring with laughter and all of it just going away and everything being okay and I just knew it would be okay but it was just like because you're you're underneathly frightened sometimes in your head you're like no it's cool everything's okay I've got this but then when you go to the professionals and you expect something from them it's like you're expecting them to be perfect. And when something like that mm. happened, it was like, look, what, uh, do, do you know what you're doing? Because you need to yeah. be in charge here. Because I, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? That's how I felt sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. See, I think I was a bit different because I had Winnie, the lovely physio I talked about before, who was so experienced, you know, and the oncologist and everybody was quite calm. So... So I was, I wasn't worried too much. And I thought people have been doing this for millions of years. I'm fine. And it's modern day. You know, I guess there was a, a bigger fear because there's three. Three's an even bigger deal. Yeah, I think it was the three, but it was also the fact that like you, I was in a foreign country, but I have, I've never had any access at all to Cantonese. Yes. I just couldn't understand what anybody was saying yeah. at all. And, um, when I was with Dr. Chan, the, the, this friend of mine, this, this parent, I was fine. So if any, I got any questions from the other hospital, I would just write them all down and take them to him. And he would always calm me down and reassure me. But it was when I went to the other place that I just felt like I was one of many like cattle. And so, yes. you know, oh, you've eaten too many sweeties or, and then I'd go, I've got three in here actually. And then they'd look at my notes and go, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah, so that, yeah. that was that was that was an interesting because I'd already had one, so I kind of knew some of the jargon and the and the system. Of it. Yeah, but also you speak French, so mm. there was always that possibility yeah. of understanding yeah. what was going on. I mean, I also went when I was because I was choosing the hospitals. I also went early on, and I'd done that with my daughter as well, just to visualise what it would look like, and then went back again later on, thinking, okay, you know, the first time you don't even really feel pregnant; you're just having a little tour. And the second time, uh, the woman who was doing the tour kept saying, right, okay, so I know you all need to just wait at home. Don't rush in, you know, when you have start having contractions, you need to give it a couple hours. She turned around to me and went, you come straight in. And then she would talk about other things. And, you know, you don't need to rush in and just, you know, you can phone, you don't any problems, just phone straight away. Okay. And then took me to the neonatal unit. But after everyone else had gone, you're going to have to see this bit because you're probably going to have babies in here. That sort of thing. So it was, you know, it was quite good to, that was a, 
you know, another side of the hospital visits that was uh, a bit helpful in the preparation mentally of it all as well. Yeah. Although it's always very different when you actually get in there. So, Carola, did you have to have bed rest? Um, no, I didn't, actually. Um, uh, I was active all the way through, apart from those naps that we've talked about before in the afternoon that I put myself on. I was still active. I was still initially taking my daughter to crash on the bike, so I was still cycling up until balance got a wee bit a wee bit dodgy from my stomach. I think that was probably about five months, five, six months I stopped cycling. I was pushing her at first thinking, oh God, no, if I fall off and she falls off. Um, and then just ditched the bike altogether just because I was too big and too unstable, really. That's hilarious. <laughs> I've got a picture of that. Because um, I was on bed rest from four months, which was frustrating at the beginning because um, I didn't want to be. I'm active, mm. I'm a regular, and uh, I needed something to do, which is when I started to write down everything that was going on in my head and what was going on around me and sort of keeping a diary of it all. Um, so that kept me quiet. Um, but then as time wore on, I needed it. I needed that time, and I just slept all night. In bed the whole day? No, um, I would sort of lounge around a bit, uh, try and do something in the morning, um, I tried to get up and about. We lived in a, a duplex then with about 400 stairs. So um, <laughs> just getting up and down the stairs was just knackering. And then as time went on, you know, about five five months in, I was just, I was tired and I didn't want to do it. And it was heavy. Yeah. It just felt so heavy. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, really heavy. So, you know, We were in a duplex down. too. Oh. But not up the top. We were down there. We, ground floor and basement. Yeah. I yeah. didn't really think that one through. Um, yeah, it was beautiful, beautiful flat. We were really lucky to be there, but um, hadn't thought about the stairs at all, I don't think. Um, but yeah, so so it was good being in around in the afternoon and just sleeping. I just slept and it was good. And I was very, mm. very grateful that they'd done that because um, otherwise I know me and I'd have just carried on. Um, yes. You actually have to tell me stuff sometimes, otherwise I don't do it. And then I don't do it. And, um, and you still had nowhere to look after. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we've both talked before about that's another podcast for another day. What, what to do when you're still continuing to be a mother whilst all of this is all consuming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, quite right. So um, let's talk about that next time. Good plan. And if anything comes up between now and then about um, measuring, growing and weighing, I'm sure we'll let everybody know. Oh, yes, because there is something else I've just thought about growing. The speed my boobs grew at. (laughs) 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 That was more shocking than the weight I put on the rest of me. Yeah. Just gargantuan. Like you're being pumped with a football pump. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm in suspense uh... now. (laughs) Well, you'll have to wait till next one. Right, so next time then. See you later. Bye.